episode 271 to the heart of the storm by will eisner my name is eric i'm jason howdy what's up buddy nothing yeah nothing 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 just nothing absolutely nothing <laughs> that's that's good right yeah. Yeah. could be worse i guess like it's a nice sunday afternoon thing to be doing because this is a sunday it is. Uh, late afternoon yeah um yeah, nothing is good. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'd prefer to have something to do. Right. Yeah. You had some video games. I'd, yeah, I mean, you know, with that's other re- people. That's relaxed. No, I, I uh, prefer to be hanging around with somebody. Right. Oh, I wish I would have came over today. Eh, it would have been nice. Uh, oh, it would have been nice. I think I did. Mm, I don't know. I, I don't think so. Uh, huh? no. Yeah, I don't think you did. I'm, I'm not really here. No. We're Skyping. Yeah. <laughs> Because I've got technology at my disposal, right? <laughs> you yeah. are a master of it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I can, I can, uh, yeah. I can dial up a computer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the uh, Gutter Trash uh, Network, podcasting uh, network, the show's on it. Um, man, we've been gold for the past couple of days here. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just just making good podcasts. Right. This is what we do. <laughs> when you do as many as we do, you get this good at this thing that we're doing. <laughs> Look at this picture. <laughs> oh, holy crap. But, uh, yeah. So you doing all right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. It's lovely out. It's cold. Yeah, it's chilly. Not, it's uh, barely chilly. Yeah, it's chilly. It's like jacket weather here. Mm, it's heavy jacket weather Maybe still. Think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a hot dude. <laughs> I get hot easy. <laughs> uh, well, normally I do as well. Uh, yeah. You want to start over? No, let's just, <laughs> let's just slog right through. Let's just bulldoze our way to the end. <laughs> to the heart of the storm! <laughs> you know, I blame myself here. Yeah, I, I should have done the bigger, you normal, go to trash intro to sort of a little more. amp us up. Right. And I decided to, to play it uh, to play it quiet today. Right. And I think that really ruined <laughs> everything. I. I have learned over the past uh, week and a half that I am incredible <laughs> at ruining things. Oh, oh! You didn't ruin this; it ruined itself. <laughs> it ruined itself five years ago, <laughs> the day we started. That was our best episode. <laughs> oh boy! All right, let's. Okay, so let's 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 do a soft reboot here. Okay. 
<laughs> Let's talk about To the Heart of the Storm by Will Eisner. Will Eisner. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you, so you, so you sort of picked this as a counterbalance to uh, <laughs> Joe and I reviewing uh, The Spirit when you were gone. Right. Of yeah. the movie. Yeah. Frank Miller's Will Eisner's The Spirit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I figured, because uh, I listened to that episode, and uh, I took from it one horrible fact that uh, I actually believe you guys did watch that movie. <laughs> so I was like... We did indeed. So if that happened on this earth, <laughs> for every time that happens, somebody needs to read a Will Eisner book. <laughs> you know, that seems fair. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that statement. Uh, even even if uh, Joe did indeed apparently love that he movie. He did, yeah. He said he had a good time. Yeah. And, you know, it's <laughs> entertainment of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's weird because I was actually thinking about that uh, today as I finished this book. That... Uh, Will Eisner basically sort of invented the language of comics. At least redefined. Yeah, I'd say you redefined. Know? Yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that. Uh, like, like I, I, I totally believe that. Like, without his work on the Spirit and then you know his his later works, especially that uh, we wouldn't have the comic art that we have today. You know, like always attempting to, to push boundaries and you know, yeah i totally agree um and so it, it seems to me that if if someone should have made a spirit movie that maybe they should have done the equivalent of a movie version of that you know like like push movies right you know to yeah. to a new boundary and not just uh whatever it was that Frank Miller decided to be doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, because especially if you're making the spirit, because, uh, like, you know, he's he's done tons of different books other than the spirit, but the spirit kind of has so much of, of, of those repeating, you know, elements like, uh, like the, the title sequence. Right, right. Like I heard you guys say like all of the title sequence was just written in Frank Miller font. Yeah. You know, and yep. like, it's like, that is such a wasted opportunity right there. Yeah. I, that is amazing to me that at least they didn't do that, you know, like do something with like the cityscape turning into the word spirit or something. Right. I don't know. That's just crazy to me. You know, I think wasted opportunity probably sums up the spirit the, movie. That film. Just, really? just in its entirety. Wasted opportunity. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's too bad. I I mean, I've only seen the trailer, so I right. couldn't really comment exactly, but that's that's what I would expect to get from it. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, so we read this book, yeah, to, to counter counterbalance the, uh, the movie, the whatever that was. Yeah, this is not a spirit book. It is not. Uh, Will Eisner moved on in the 70s, decided to to try new things, and uh, invented the graphic novel. Yeah, that's something good to do (laughs) when you're you're bored with your previous thing. Yeah. Just invent a whole new, uh, you know, 
form of storytelling. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is not uh, his first graphic novel, but I think this is like in the 90s, early 90s, I think. Uh, I think 1990 was the yeah. uh, date on this. Um, you know, I actually started to pick, I, I even started reading a different Will Eisner book. 91. Yeah. Um, I started reading uh, The Plot, which is his final graphic novel right. from 2005. Um, and I was going to pick that. Like, that was my plan. I was like, okay, we're, I'm going to pick this. So I started reading it. And it is, it is like, like I, I thought that would be, like, not a good, uh, you know, example of his work. Right. Because it is very wordy. I mean, there's, like, a lot of pages that are just, like, basically text with, like, a tiny illustration. Right. And, uh... I didn't want to. I didn't want to have that be the one thing that we talk about of his work on on the air because, because right. and, and like in addition to that, which you know that is not something I look for in comics, but I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily shy away from it. Mm-hmm. It's just not something that attracts me to a comic being super wordy. Right. But it did have something that, um, I don't know. It was kind of uninteresting because. I read like the first chapter and it just seemed like he was trying to put all, all these facts cause it's based on this historic, all these historical events mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was just very kind of dry and it seemed like the characters were just delivering exposition just so you knew the facts. Right. It just seemed like very, like it didn't feel like it had a good flow. Right. Um, and I was like, I, I was like, after a chapter, I was like, I'm going to pick a different Will Eisner book. So that's why I kind of picked an older one. Right. Um, well, I appreciate that because there were times in this book where I felt that exact same thing. Really? Where it was just characters giving me facts. Really? Okay. Yeah. See, I didn't feel it and in this one. It was about facts about their lives. Right. But, you know, it was still facts. Like, they're like, I'm 17 and I have my own car. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, not so much that, but just like uh, like some of the, the uh, backstory of his uh, mom and dad. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just seemed like there was, uh, especially with the mom, an extraneous amount of uh, mostly un, not useful information. Right. Okay. You know, nothing I, that really informed the story. I felt. I I didn't get that feeling from this one, but maybe it's because I had just read the other one, which it was right more yeah. blatant and. Um. So, the basic story of this is, Will Eisner is on his way. Uh. To war. To war, yeah. yeah. He is uh, heading off to uh, fight Nazis in World War II. Uh, and uh, on the train trip, he is reminiscing about his life and how he sort of got to that point. Right. Uh, to no one in particular, just to us. Just to himself. He's sort of yeah. just drifting out the window and daydreaming. Right. Yeah. Which is, I love the way that's done because, uh, like, he just sees certain things happening on in the city, like, you know, a lady, like, putting laundry on the front porch or whatever. And, uh, it just reminds him of his mom doing it. And then it just fades into a scene where it starts with that image and then just goes off in another direction. Right. I really like that. Um, but yeah. So yeah, he's off, off to war. Yeah. Young man, young Will Eisner, autobiographical. Story. Autobiographical. Yep. He, he did go off to war. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't Wally Wood replace him on the spear yeah. while he was uh, fighting the war? And then, yeah, and Wally Wood sent the spirit into outer space, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, ah, I'd rather draw a sci-fi book. Right. 
No, I don't know. It might have been written that way already. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing. Probably. Probably. Yeah. 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 yeah uh, those are amazing, too. I've seen some of that Wallywood spirit stuff, and it's yeah. fucking gorgeous. Wallywood's pretty great. Yeah. Will Eisner's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, they're both awesome. Um, I might prefer Wallywood a little more. Ooh, really? Yeah. Just the art style? You mean, I think or? so. Yeah, yeah. Just because I think it's more of a precursor to, like, you know, Bernie Wrightson and, right. you know. Kelly Jones and Kyle Hotz, who's all have a similar style that I just love. Right. Yeah. Which is weird because I've also seen Wallywood's Daredevil stuff and it uh, doesn't look anything like that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Looks kind of like a House Marvel thing. Right. But that that was one thing about Wallywood is he could do super cartoony and like super dark and he did he has some war comics and horror and yeah he's amazing. I even saw him do a, a poster of Disney characters, mm-hmm. like, shooting heroin and fucking each other. Nice. But it was all drawn totally Disney-like. Right. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy didn't have any problems. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. We're not here to talk about Hollywood. No. We're here to talk about Will Eisner, To the Heart of the Storm, and this book that uh, I don't know how to talk about. Well, it's about... Uh, it's about prejudices and racism pretty much that's kind of like the Uh, huge factor the core of it i think yeah uh yeah you know the 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 more i got into the book the more i realized that maybe i don't know how much we're actually going to be able to talk about the book right because i think like i don't know for me it like kept bringing up you know just you know issues of racism and prejudice yeah and and how uh how much of a different time like this portrays yeah because it starts in the like 20s or 30s uh, uh, i'd say the 20s yeah uh, if it's if it is truly autobiographical then right. you know, uh, eisner was born in 1917 so uh like through his childhood and teen years would be the 20s and 30s right yeah because they uh they were jewish and they moved to new york yep and uh a lot of the kids around there weren't real receptive to Jews in the neighborhood. Yep. So he's, that was like his first taste of racism. I wouldn't say just the kids. I would say almost everyone that they run into. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that, I mean, I think that was like the starting point was like he just went out to play and like kids were assholes to him. Right. And then, yeah, like uh, he even kind of falls for a girl and you know, she ends up uh, being kind of a anti, her, her whole family, kind of anti-Jew. Uh-huh. Um well, that's uh, towards towards the end of the book, though. Right. The, the, the later part, because um, it's it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, we we. Yeah, it's like it starts out with uh, Willie, uh, you know, uh, you know, dealing with his neighborhood kids and them just being assholes, right. you know, and racists and uh, just violent thugs yeah you know and then uh like we we get introduced to his parents and uh like his dad is like a pretty calm like level-headed kind of dude right you know kind of like bill cosby sort of a little bit bill cosby-ish if bill cosby was uh a uh european jew who uh you know just uh only wanted to be left alone to read his newspaper (laughs) so yeah pretty much just bill cosby yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, he does love that newspaper. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, w- I wouldn't say that Will Eisner's dad was uh, a horrible father, but uh, not the most attentive either. Uh, you know, I thought he was cool, though. I mean, he wasn't the most attentive, like, but... But he wasn't mean or right. abusive or and, anything and he, like that. He taught him some lessons yeah. and like, took him with him to his work a couple times and stuff. And uh, encouraged his artwork and yeah. his uh, talent and, uh, you know, basically sort of left it in him that, you know, like he should, you know, still at least keep a part of him that, you know, dreams yeah, and, and you know, wants to better himself. Whereas his mother is kind of the opposite. She's all about the practicality. Yeah, she she's kind of a dream killer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, might say she's a terrible mother. Ooh, really? Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know if I go that far. She just doesn't seem awesome. Yeah, I would say. I mean, she doesn't beat the shit out of him or anything like right. that. But uh, I would say the kind of abuse that she's leveling is. Uh, Maybe worse. The emotional kind of... Yeah. I mean, she was worried about him when he disappeared and called the police. And But it was... It's one of those things where she's worried about him, but, you know, treats him like shit for showing back up. You know? <laughs> uh, maybe not treats him like shit, but... she's Yeah, she's not the most, like... Encouraging. She's definitely not encouraging. Right. Yeah. She seemed just kind of like, just kind of there, really, to me. But she's definitely not just there. She is actively destroying that family. <laughs> well, she she kind of goes along with whatever the father says, though, when he's like, oh, we're moving again. And she's like, oh, boy. Uh, but I don't know. But she's doing her hardest. <laughs> To just tear that family apart uh, as as much as possible. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Teaching her own, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to look at that scene again. I just remember, uh, like, her major role was just in, like, remembering her own childhood. Right. Uh, like, talking about her sisters and, like, how they her, her brother family, was, like, yeah. stealing. And... Uh, yeah, and I thought that uh, that was, for the most part, on us. Yeah, that... That was like, uh, I mean, I enjoyed that part, but it was not, I mean, the only thing it really served was to, to show like even a generation before that, um, no one was, you know, really proud to be a Jew there because they were all hiding, like changing their names and like disassociating themselves from, uh, family members that people knew were Jewish and things like that. Right. I think that's the only purpose that really served, but yeah, not really, like you said, not necessary. For the story. Right. Because uh, I think we get plenty of that still throughout right. you know, the, the modern era, you know, part of the story. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think even with the father, like, I think who uh, his backstory is more pertinent to everything. Right. Like, like, you know, when he comes to America and he starts, you know, like he changes his name and, you know. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, just his first name, as yeah. we learned on yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. I always like in my mind, I thought that Eisner wasn't his real name. I thought it was like Eisenberg or right. something like that. Well, it's because you know of 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 his era of comic book creators. There's so many you know Jewish creators who all wound up changing their names. Right. You know, like Jack Kirby and Stanley. You know, are probably the biggest two. Garcia Lopez. 
He changed his name to Jose that. Luis Garcia Lopez also changed his name uh, to to be less Jewish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lopez Stein. Lopez Stein. That was yeah. the original. Yeah. Uh, look it up on Wikipedia. It's true. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah, I think the father's story was more in line with just the story. But I, I'd imagine maybe he was just like, a, "I want to tell both my parents' stories or whatever." Right, but, right. Uh, yeah. If if this wasn't autobiographical, I could see the uh, the mom's story being excised and it not really mattering at all. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, it sets up her personality, why she is so the way she is right uh, because like she didn't grow up great right you know like, yeah. like she came from a broken family that was just kind of all sorts of fucked up and so she thinks dreaming is just a waste of time or like right. not not just dreaming but like you know following your dreams right like, being who you want to be yeah because you know, it comes from a place of survival right you know, and i get that but you know like i got that from just her interactions with willie and his dad right and, yeah yeah uh, so then, uh, yeah, I thought the dad's portion of the story was, was much better and it may just be because, you know, we're both artists and right. like there was just a little more to latch onto. Oh, I, that reminds me too. As an artist, I loved when, uh, his dad took him to the art school. It was like universal art school or something. Yeah. And uh, Will Eisner was all excited, and he goes in there, and there's this fucking contraption. Yeah. They hook him up to where, you know, they don't even want to look at his portfolio that he brings, and they basically just hook his arm up to this thing that's connected to the arm of an actual older artist. Right. And he just sits there and draws, and, like, it, it mimics the movement. It's like a puppeteer thing. Right. Where it puppets Will Eisner's arm to draw on the paper. It's, it's like, uh, arm control. Yeah. Yeah. And within three weeks, he'll be a professional artist. Did that really happen? I don't know. Like, because I know... It's so it, weird. In the, in the intro, he says, you know, like, a lot of this is, like, selective memory, and I admit, you know, there's some things I tweaked. Right. And I'm like, did that really happen? I really right. wonder yeah. if that happened back then. That'd be interesting to find out. Uh, <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but it's a great idea. Like, I, like, like, could you imagine if you could go to a comic convention and uh, there'd be like different artists sitting there, like you know, you pay you just hook up to a yeah, machine, and either pay draw like twenty dollars to hang, it, you know, hook your arm to Tom McFarlane's arm right, or something. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so cool. <laughs> I don't know who I would choose. I'd probably choose like Bill Sengovich or something. You get quite a workout that yeah, way. Yeah. flying all over the page. <laughs> I'll choose Greg Land. <laughs> oh. So all it is is just uh, cutting and pasting out of Photoshop. And like every once in a while, you just notice, uh, you're just watching your page and all of a sudden, um, you drop your pen and you just start jerking off. <laughs> like making jerk off motions, because I'm sure that's what he does when he traces porn. <laughs> He's the worst. <laughs> He's pretty bad. Uh, so, but yeah, racism, it, uh, it's, it's like, obviously, it's not good. It's not good. And it was pretty, uh, pretty prevalent in his, uh, early days. Right. And, uh, so, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and put my racist t-shirt on here. Oh, right. And, uh, let my racism flag fly. Right. Uh, like, 
okay. Like, I don't think it's cool, obviously. But, like, I understand why white people, some white people, like, don't like black people. Like, I get that, right? Just because they're different, even? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I've never understood racism against Jewish people. Because, like, to me, it doesn't seem like there's no difference. Uh, like, you know... I see, I see what you mean. Like, it's not as visually It's not apparent. as visually apparent, right, yeah. Um, do you think it mostly uh, falls back on religion, and then, like, when children are racist against Jews, it's because... They, they learned, learned it from the parents, their parents right, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, let's broaden it, I guess, and then let's say I don't understand religious persecution. Right. Because, uh, I mean, I never grew up religious. Like, like that was just, we never went to church. It was just not a part of our lives. Right. And, like, I heard my dad once tell me that, you know, he... Uh, like, cause his mom was super, super Christian. Like, like, you know, went to church multiple times a week, you know, right. and, and, you know, praise Jesus, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, when he was a kid, you know, and this probably would have been around, eh, well, I mean, he was, uh, he was born in the forties. So, you know, uh, you know, his parents were probably, you know, raised Around the time that, uh, you know, what Eisner. Eisner would have been. Yeah. You know, but, uh, like, his mom would not let him be friends with anyone who was uh, Jewish or Catholic. Hmm. You know, and I think even there's, like, a point in the book where, like, someone, like, is refusing membership to a club because they're Catholic. Yeah, you know? right. Uh, and, yeah, that thing is always, like, you know, and then my dad's like, well, at that moment, that's when I decided I was never going to go to church you oh, know, yeah. as soon as I was old enough, you know, because that's kind of a bullshit thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, yeah, it's just this era. It's like, uh, you know, they, they thought of not only just the religious differences, but there was this mentality that Jews were trying to, like, corrupt the whole country. Right. Um and control it and all and all these things and it was just like insane. Right. Like know? like where do they get that from? Like, you know, I don't I don't like I don't understand any of that and I don't know where it comes from. I'm also not going to do the research to find out. Right. Right. You know, cuz as far as I'm concerned, I don't care who's Jewish or who's Catholic or whatever as long as you're not an asshole. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that started. Um Maybe, uh, maybe it's a biblical thing. Like, if yeah. you, you guys killed Jesus, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. But, you know, uh, it, it's a very real thing. It still happens occasionally. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's definitely not as prevalent as this book seems to make it. Right. Yeah. You know, because this is like the time leading up to, yeah, to, uh, World the Holocaust. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I guess it was just completely different back then. And, you know, I really hope. That like fifty years from now, when someone's reading a book about like a gay man growing up in the eighties, that they're like, I can't even imagine. Right. Like you know, yeah. like, that would be so awesome if this is something that every fifty years just loses all of its like gusto. Right. Right. You know, where uh, you know, eventually nobody really cares about any differences. That would be fucking awesome. It would be. Yeah. Absolutely, it would be. Yeah. And then I can do a graphic novel about uh. Being a, a gay black man, yeah. There you go. I've I've had a, a rough time with it. 
<laughs> we know you have. We've uh, been here supporting you. Right. Uh, but just not openly because we don't want to appear like we're supporting <laughs> exactly. any kind of minority. Right. Exactly. You know? Especially a double minority. Right, know. yeah. And, you know, I don't want my neighbors thinking that, you know, I'm, you know... Tolerant. Tolerant or, a, you know, a black or Jew sympathizer oh, right. or, or gay That's sympathizer. Oh, or yeah. maybe even gay. Like closeted gay. Right, because we spend a lot of time together. We do spend a lot of time together. Closed doors. Right, yeah. (laughs) They hear us yelling, you know. Right, right. Is gutter trash a sexual, uh, like, battle cry? (laughs) We hear that all the time. I am actually slightly worried that uh, the Indian restaurant that we have been going to for the last three or four weeks, I'm, I'm kind of sure that the waitresses all think we're gay. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should ask one of them out. Oh, yeah. That would freak them out. There we go. You know? Yeah. Then they wouldn't know what to do. Well, because I'm white. <laughs> are you? Yeah, whiter than they are. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, racism. Wow. Yeah. Um, did you have racism when you were a kid? Like, oh, yeah. Because you're part Puerto Rican, part, uh-huh. part white man. Yep. Um, how did that um, work out? Not well. Yeah. Probably informs a lot of my... Uh, Antisocial uh, sort of uh, fear of being out amongst people, and right. uh, you know, because uh, when I was a little kid, I got the shit beat out of me because I had a slightly darker skin tone than some others. Right, by by mostly white kids. By, by mostly white kids yeah. and a Jew. Yeah, <laughs> especially really? the Jew. Really? Oh yeah. Really? Yep. Did you? My biggest tormentor. Really? Was Jewish. Yep. That's that's interesting. Yep. Jason Rubin. Naming names. You remember? Fuck that guy. Hope he's dead. (laughs) Oh. I don't know him, but it sounds like he's a terrible person. Yeah. Uh, My mom once said that uh, the next time he made fun of me, I should tell him that I wish Hitler had killed his family. Oh, geez. That's pretty pretty rough. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know what that meant at the time either. (laughs) You're like, okay, I'll repeat it. Sure. (laughs) She's like, okay, don't forget your lunch. Have a good day at school. <laughs> Talk about Hitler. Yeah, I got made fun of a lot, and I got beat up a lot because uh, I was uh, slightly different. And uh, But the thing is that uh, they had no idea what actual race I was, uh, you know, uh, you know, part. Right. And uh, so they would uh, call me Chinese Freak. Chinese Freak, wow. Yep. That should be another podcast you do. <laughs> Chinese Freak. That'd be great. <laughs> So did what did do you remember? Like I don't want to dredge up memories, but did the Jewish kid have a reason? Was he like you know, no, just an asshole? Yeah, they were all just assholes. Right. Yeah. So I mean, he wasn't like just against Puerto Ricans or anything. He right. was just, just well, an yeah. Like I said, none of them knew I was Puerto Rican. Right. I was Chinese, apparently. Right. <laughs> well, you do eat a lot of Chinese food. I do. I've seen that mm-hmm. Yes, yesterday. In fact, I, I did eat some Chinese food <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that was a good portion of my early childhood. Um, but you know, I've also uh, learned that some of my family is also a little racist, uh, mostly on my mom's side. I think every family has some racist people in it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, my parent, my uh, mom's side of the family, uh, you know, Puerto Rican, uh, do not like Mexicans. Do not like, well, they do not like any other form of Hispanic, uh, like no ethnicity. No yeah. Cubans, no Dominicans, no, uh, that's weird, isn't it? Panamanians, Mexicans, whatever, especially the Mexicans, though. And that, is that a political reason? Like, you nope. know, 
Just yeah. just don't like them. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Like the the last big family get together thing we had, you know, just a couple of my uncles really talking about the asshole Mexicans that they have to deal with at their jobs right. or whatever, you know, the fucking Cubans again, you know. Right. <laughs> it's not just like Charlie and, you know, Juan or whatever. No, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, those guys are assholes. It's it's their entire race. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's just bizarre. <laughs> it's bizarre. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I've had some, uh, some, uh, race based thoughts before, like, sure. especially growing up. Oh, yeah, everyone does, I think. Yeah. You but know, it's, uh, it's something just... you grow out of if you're not a fucking idiot. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or have a podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. We've, uh, We've been terrible on here before. Uh, as, as just in the in, as jokesters. As jokes, yeah. yeah. But you know, I mean, there's also maybe just a sliver of uh, you know structure to them too. There, yeah. There's a, not a sliver of structure to anything we do. <laughs> <laughs> there's a sliver, okay, like like the thinnest sliver. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like to everything. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, that's fair. But, yeah. you know, I mean, and, you know, I had some trouble with uh, some neighbors, as uh, the listener might remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, it was just the neighbors. Right. It wasn't their whole race. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were terrible, terrible people who just happened to be black. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Now, I would probably be a little bit on edge if another black family moved upstairs. See, see, yeah, that's the kind of racism I think that's like, it's like everywhere because... You can't even, I mean, you know, right. I guess you can control that sort of thing, but it's just like. Well, you have one like, bad experience with something. Right. It's going to, you know, affect how you view any future dealings. Yeah. It's like, okay, if I can, if I can make a horrible metaphor here. Go for it. Um, I hope it is the horriblest. <laughs> well, this is not terrible, but I'm comparing <laughs> black people to avocados because. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to say that uh, whatever I was thinking in my head is probably comparable to what you're about to say. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because I, I know, like, you don't, you, you've had guacamole and you don't like guacamole. Right. But I, I'm like, I make the best guacamole ever. <laughs> and, like, I've tried to get you to try it a couple of times. You're like, no, not interested. I'm like, just because, you know, one batch of guacamole is no good doesn't mean it's all no good because the ingredients are different every time. And that, I think people are the same way. Yeah, yeah I get it. Yeah. yeah, like, uh, I don't eat peanut brittle because, uh, when I was like four years old, I had some and then just immediately got sick. Right. And so now I just associate peanut brittle with vomiting. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And so sadly, unfortunately, I'm probably going to associate black people with the loud assholes who lived above me for four years. Like in a, in a situation <laughs> where they're. With they would be living above, right? right not, yeah. not like if you're at the record store and you just see a black guy. Like, no, like, yeah. but that guy's an asshole, right? Yeah. <laughs> but if he's trying to move in, you're like, oh, oh, I hope that's not right. Like, yeah, the same I'm situation. Be super wary. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to act on it or anything unless it turns out but, they but, are. But the thought would be there. In your the head. thought would be there, and that yeah. is interesting. That like, uh, as someone who you know, you seem pretty uh, level-headed as far as like, you know. As far as that sort of thing, like, you don't, you don't seem like you would be a racist guy. Right. But, like, and, you know, I don't think I would either, but situations like that do inform yeah. little, little things that you can't get rid of. Yeah. It's just the way it is. And, I mean, you know, part of it with me is, uh, you know, I just don't like everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're like, racist. like, I am wary of, honestly, like, all people. I think you're more racist against the human race. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. uh, honestly, like, the people who live above me now, like, 
I wasn't thrilled that they were going to be moving up there. I was super worried what was going to be happening in that situation, and it's turned out to not be so bad. But, you know, like every time I'm sitting here and I can hear them, like, you know, knock something over onto the floor, I'm just like, oh, fuck. You know, like I'm getting <laughs> flashbacks from, you know, the previous tenants. Right. You know? But, you know, they couldn't be more opposite people. Right. So, yeah, I just hate everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's a good policy. Yeah. Hate everybody equally. So, and then, and then like, this book, um, you know, it is mostly racism. It was uh, written by a Jew, and I don't like Jews. <laughs> so I don't like this book. Right? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, if this would have been by a Puerto Rican man <laughs> who hates everybody, right? then I would like it. Yeah. Because I can really... Uh, but so the the storm, I guess, uh, that he's going to is like the heart of the storm is is you know World War Two, right? Um, where you know obviously that was uh, pretty much the pinnacle of Jew hatred. Oh yeah, um, on the planet Earth, killing a couple million of them. All right, yeah, yeah, probably the the peak of that. Sure, right. Yeah. <laughs> but and it's interesting too because um, like early on in the book. Um, he kind of forges a friendship with a non-Jewish kid, and they build this boat together right. over, like, the course of a summer or something. Yeah. Um, and so, like, they're kind of working on something together, and they're, like, kind of, like, forgetting about their differences. Because the guy, the guy knows he's a Jewish kid, right? I think so, yeah. But yeah. I don't think it's set up right, but I think it's implied pretty much, yeah. Right. Uh, but his parents are not. Right. Like, yeah, like they, 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 don't they, they don't know. They don't, they don't know that yeah. he's Jewish, and... Uh, and they're totally, they would be totally against it. Right, yeah. 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 But uh, it kind of like, I'm thinking that the war is supposed to parallel that because basically um, a couple other guys on the train are obviously like, you know, racist bigots. Well, um, one for sure. Yeah, one for sure. Yeah. And um, by the end of the book, you realize, you know, like those guys are all going to have to work together right. on something too. So it's kind of like, it kind of mirrors that, that whole boat building. Thing. Right. Well, the thing that, you know, the, the the kid with the that he was building the boat with you know uh, like towards the end of the book just before oh yeah Will goes off to war you know he runs into this kid like years later yeah like tw- fifteen years later or something something like that yeah I mean yeah I don't know for sure but uh, you know like they run into each other and they they're they're just talking and uh, you know the kid is just a flat out racist now oh, yeah you know, like, yeah like he's just Given Will Eisner shit for, you know, being Jewish and, right. you know, just stereotyping him as just, uh, like how they're, know, they're not cowardly, right. you know, piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, that's, it's kind of like disheartening because you're like, well, there was the one kid that, um, kind of knew he was Jewish and didn't really care. Right. Yeah. Like even, even he, like, turns on him eventually. Right. And like, but, but it, it was weird because it's like he didn't even realize. It's just like, like we were talking about earlier, just those things that pop in your head that are, that just stay with you because he's racist, but by the end of the conversation, he's like, so you want to have dinner tomorrow night? Right. Yeah. But it's like, you're just saying these horrible things about his, him, his, you know, the core of his being. Right. And then right. invite him to dinner. It's, it's so fucked up. Like, that's how fucked up racism and prejudices get. Yeah. I actually, uh, I don't know. Haven't talked about this at all in the past couple of weeks, but uh, I went out on a date a couple of weeks ago, and uh, the girl and I were having this conversation about tattoos, honestly, right? And uh, how I'm, I'm you know, pretty anti-tattoo, right? And uh, she was talking about like her sister or cousin or something uh, wanted to get a tattoo, and it was going to say Shalom, 
Oh, okay. Uh, and then she was like trying to convince her sister to not get that tattoo because people will think she's Jewish. And she kept saying that over and over again. And I was like, are you anti-Jewish? <laughs> are you an anti-Semitic? Right. Yeah, and uh, she convinced me that she was not. Okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and she was like, would that be a deal breaker? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I would. I'd <laughs> probably get up and leave right now. <laughs> and this is before you were reading to the heart of the story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool. I yeah. respect that. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, she should have just been convincing her sister to not get the tattoo. Because tattoos are awful. Right. Right. <laughs> and the people that get them are the scum of the earth. Right. <coughs> says, says me with tattoos. <laughs> I just realized that you can't see me, so. Right, yeah. I do have tattoos. We've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what if there's a first-time listener? Oh, that yeah, would be awkward and sad for them. Yeah, yes, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> This is not one of the good ones. <laughs> there are good ones. There's apparently. a couple. There's yeah. a couple. Yeah. We've been doing this five years. There has to be like three. Oh, yeah, back when we were drinking. Yeah. <laughs> we did used to drink a little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so <clears throat> I mean, we've kind of talked about the elements, but what did you think of this book? I liked it. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah it's a little dry in places. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like with the, the mother's backstory. Uh, but, you know, I mean... It's interesting, you know, knowing that this is autobiographical and seeing what informed Will Eisner to be the person that he is. Right. right? Uh, and just how, you know, he was faced with a whole bunch of things that he, you know, like just flat out decided that, like, I don't want to be like that, you know? Right. Yeah. <clears throat> like, like he, he very much comes off as a person who's proud of being Jewish, but also, you know, kind of doesn't really care about it either yeah like he's not like a flag waver but right, he, but yeah. he's like hey don't don't tread on me for being jewish right know? yeah yeah he, he he just wants to be an american yeah yeah exactly pretty much the core of it like even when he was younger he uh tried to get his uh brother to change his name to pete because his name was what was his name Ooh, like, yeah it like started with the word jew it was like jew something or other maybe oh julius julius that's yeah, right or julian because they were that. like yeah they were making the kids were making fun of him so right. so yeah he's just yeah he just wants to be just another american you know right like, and you know i think that's the core of it and you know we all just want to be accepted you right. know for what we are and you know who cares about the details so, yeah exactly we just want to fit in. That's right. We want to be a piece of this puzzle. Exactly. This puzzle called America. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what do you think of the artwork? Oh, the artwork's fantastic. It's fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, like just like this. The even the pictures where there's you know there's there's no dialogue or whatever, just the facial uh, expressions yeah. and and just the movement. But like the way he frames quote-unquote panels like right. where there's not panel borders a lot of times but there's like most of this doesn't have panel borders right yeah but there's like yeah okay there's some but, but there's like maybe a tree that's on the right hand side of the panel that, right that makes the right hand side and there's like a stairwell on the left hand side that makes it or or like it's a scene like when it when his dad takes him to to work when he's uh working like on a like a set painter as as a set painter at a at a play or something right. there's like a scene where you just see like a a bird's eye view of the stage and the the background like the background of the entire page is black and just you know the panel is just what's happened to be 
lit by the stage lights and just things like that just like fucking blow my mind as far as just the way he lays it out right and you know i mean there's something to be said also for his figure work you know, oh like yeah every character like you know like people are just i mean there's no action to this comic you know there's just people talking for the most part right. but like you know everyone there's so much movement that is moving and you know like even when they're just sitting there there's you know emotion and and you know there's acting you know yeah. going on uh but like the one thing that i think is the most impressive is like there's scenes where it's like young Will Eisner is talking to like his mother or his father <clears throat> and they are drawn in a way that it looks like they're related. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know, like like that has got to be one of the most impossible things to do uh, you know as a cartoonist. Oh yeah, I didn't is to draw three completely separate people but all make them look like they're part of the same family. Right. Yeah. You know, just like, you know, especially with Will who, you know, looks like a, you know, a mix between his father and his mother, especially his mother. Like, I think it leans more towards that. Uh-huh. But, like, the fact that there are similarities, but also differences, and, like, you can totally tell that they are mother and son, you know. That's pretty amazing. Pretty yeah. fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, like, as, a as like, a comics storyteller, I mean, he's obviously, like, amazing, but right. I don't I don't know that he's just not my absolute favorite comic book artist ever right you know as far as like if i could tweak my style to be a little more like anybody like that's who i would try to like right you know wish i could i could you know reach for yeah i yeah i'm in 100 percent agreement on that no like like you know yeah like i mean i don't i've not read too much stuff by him but every time i do i'm like i'm just you know i'm always staring at panels and trying it's, to figure out how can i incorporate at least some of that into what i do it's so it's so amazing because it just looks effortless um and it flows so well even though the the pages are just insanely like designed as far as right i mean i mean they're simplistic because there's not a lot going on but just just like geniusly designed right but it never slows you down as far as reading it it just flows yeah he's never showing off Right, yeah. Yeah, he's not like, you know, like clearly he's not sitting at the the drawing board or was, you know, saying, look what I'm doing here. Right, yeah. It's like, this will blow some fucking minds. Right, yeah, yeah, it never gets to that point where it just looks like a pinup on a a page. Right. Like maybe when he was doing the spirit, there was probably some of that. Yeah. But like as he grew older, you know, and and more mature, like he, he definitely. Yeah found a way to continue to do that without swinging his dick around him. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's so amazing. And and like the crazy thing too is um like I was I was looking at um the book he did in 2005 when he was like 87 right. maybe and it and it looks like the stuff he was doing in the 70s and 80s like yeah. like it did like his style did not like he like he found exactly where he wanted to be because some of the early spirit stuff Sure. Doesn't sure. really look that great. I mean, it, it looks better than like the way I draw, but right. it doesn't look like Will Eisner to me. Right. But once he like found his look, like he did that, he did that look for like forty years, right. and it never diminished <clears throat> at no. all. I mean, it, like the stuff he did when he was in his eighties looks as comparable to you know a cartoonist in their thirties. Right. It's crazy. 
Yep. He was good. Yeah, he was fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break? Sure. We go uh, purify ourselves from uh, all these racist thoughts. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I've got a KKK story for you. Sweet. When we get back. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back. My voice is giving out a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you getting scratchy? I, like, last Tuesday, like, I started noticing that, I, like, my throat was super, super sore. Right. And, uh... Oh, that's right. I yeah. that. And, uh, it's, it's feeling a little bit better now, but, like, like otherwise I feel fine. Right. Like, like I, I don't feel like I have a cold or anything, but, like, my, my throat and my voice are, uh, yeah, they don't mm. feel, uh, great. And some, uh, some honey tea. That would be nice. Coat your throat I there. I like some honey tea. Yeah. Let's go get some honey tea. Like a hot tea, because that's good for oh, your yeah, throat, too. Yeah. 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 I don't know where to get that. 
Uh, dots? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd have to make it myself. Well, you're just warming up the microwave. Yeah, you we're do not that. doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so the KKK. Uh, <laughs> I read an article a couple weeks ago that, uh... Oh, you actually have a KKK story. Oh, I do, yeah. All right, yeah. fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know how there's, like... You say you're driving down the highway and you see, like... A little sign by the bridge that says, this part of the highway owned by, like, you know, people for the something-somethings or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Like, you know, like the, uh, like they pick up the trash there or whatever. Right, right. Um, apparently, uh, the KKK tried to buy a little section of, of a highway around around here. Okay. Um, because, you know, they're all against trash. Sure. Except for white trash, of course. Right. But, but uh... <laughs> Irony? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah we don't know. Yeah. We we talk about it all the time. Yep. No one knows what irony is anymore, including <laughs> us. Um, but yeah, so uh, they got a letter back from the state that said, like, well, um, they're like, we appreciate the idea that you want to adopt part of the highway. Like, however, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, but then the, the the KKK representative in the paper said uh, he wasn't sure, you know, why. Uh, he's like, we just want to pick up trash, man. We just don't want trash. And uh, and he was like, and when the you know the interviewer said, well, do you think it's because you know maybe <laughs> <laughs> because you don't like black people? And uh, and he was like, he's like, it's not that we don't like black people. It's just that we really like white people. That's what he said. <laughs> He said, that's the KKK image we're trying to promote. <laughs> and I was like, man, just fucking give up. You right. know? Yeah. It's done. Yeah. You know, it's over. Uh, no one is ever going to just be like, you know what? You guys are all right. Yeah. You know? We've really come around on the whole KKK <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. What were we thinking? <laughs> You guys are snappy dresses. <laughs> Civic-minded folk. <laughs> yeah, was, I, I thought that was awesome. It's just so weird. That's, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, like, maybe there's a guy in the KKK, and he's like, you know what? I really do just, I don't mind black people, I, and I don't like trash on the side of the road. Right. I'm going to make a difference. Well, you know what? You need to just leave the KKK. Yeah. And then do something about the things that you like. You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, there's always a point where, uh, you know, you just look around at where you're at and you're like, maybe I'm not in the best place to, to be me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's probably what that guy needs to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, there, there is a side to this where, you know, you gotta say, Good for the KKK for trying, <laughs> for 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 continuing to try to make themselves out to not be the horrible people that they are. That they are. Well, but see, but that, it's just like I think they just wanted the advertising up. But like, like in my mind, they're just like, yeah, just think about every time black people have to drive over that stretch of highway and they see the KKK sign, on right, the set. Yeah. like they'll they'll know we're still around. You know, like that's that's in my mind, like. What they were trying, probably, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, just, it's ridiculous. 
Uh, oh, yeah, and if you're uh, listening and you're in the KKK, fucking kill yourself. Yeah. Uh, at the very least, stop listening. Right. Yeah. yeah please do. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be Alan Moore here. If you like the KKK <laughs> and you like gutter trash, you don't get what we're doing here. Right. Yeah. We're racist against you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and don't leave a note because then you'll be mysterious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's always good to be mysterious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, people love that. I mean, all the ladies at uh, that restaurant you used to go to, they all thought you were mysterious. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they all wanted to bone me because I was mysterious. Yep. That's what I heard. But I was like, why didn't any of them act on that when I was single, you know? Too mysterious. I'm way too mysterious, yeah. <laughs> Eating vegetarian biscuits and eggs and <laughs> reading Truman Capote's short stories. Pretty fucking mysterious. We're drawing pictures of dongs in your sketchbook. <laughs> I do draw a lot of dongs in my sketchbook. <laughs> They're like, he's mysterious, but obviously gay. <laughs> oh, well, I'm just going to put my hot cooter away. He ain't touching it. <laughs> I don't think ladies really call it their cooter. I don't think so yeah. either. In my mind, they do. <laughs> You have a lot of family from Kentucky. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> In my mind, they're like, you know, they, they, they've made a gynecological appointment. They're like, yeah, I gotta go get some cooter work tomorrow. <laughs> you gotta go to the cooter doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens, right, ladies? Right? Uh. <laughs> now they stopped listening four cooters ago. <laughs> uh, it's too bad they missed out. Oh, I know, right? This is the best part of the show. This is where it gets good. You've waited long enough. Here it comes. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, you know, it's times like this where I'm like, you know, is it any wonder that I'm still single? But then I also have to wonder, is it any wonder how are you not? Because <laughs> I'm mysterious. Right, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm pretty sure your girlfriend uh, figured out all the mysteries by now. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. probably date two. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, this barrel is not too deep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an obstacle illusion. You can scrape it from, uh, you know, with a toothpick. You can scrape the bottom. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, what else has been going on? Anything? Nothing good. Nothing good? Yeah. 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 I mean, um, I can, I can talk about what happened to me on Friday, I guess. Oh. The, the thing that I did on Friday. If you want to. I mean, yeah. Seems like it's kind of a big part of the show. Uh, Right, right. Uh, so, uh, for the listener that, uh, might occasionally get worried about me, uh, when I, uh, kind of go on some of my, uh, little flunks, uh, here and there, uh, went to, uh, went to a, uh, uh, went to go get an assessment for, uh, you know, uh, mental health, uh, thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, turns out that, uh, and I'm, and a diagnosis shocking absolutely no one. <laughs> I have depression. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
and a couple other things too. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, uh, actually, the depression is actually sort of the secondary thing that I have. Uh, the other thing is uh, the the main one is uh, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems totally right on. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, like I said, shocking. <laughs> Absolutely no. Yeah, but once once you've been uh, actually diagnosed by a professional, right? You can maybe work towards that yeah. better. Better. I mean, right. you've been working towards it. You've been doing things a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I'm gonna start therapy uh, at some point. Congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh, that's pretty much the the thing that's happened uh, to me recently. Well, that's pretty big. That that uh, is uh, not a terrible dumb thing well that didn't lego batman well <laughs> okay so that's the one thing good that's happened to me that is not lego batman right and also the only thing that's happened to me that is not a terrible dumb thing right that okay. i did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like that last part yeah you gotta throw that in yeah. <clears throat> well that's that's cool yeah i'm happy for you hope it works thank you thank you uh, and I know, uh, you, uh, did some therapy yesterday. I did. What? You did some dance therapy. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, for, uh, for Valentine's Day, I, uh, well, I gave Kathleen a, a heart-shaped locket with a picture of Gary Oldman from True Romance in it, but, <laughs> but I also bought her, uh, bought us a, a tango lesson. Yeah. Because she's always wanted to, to learn the tango. I'm, okay. Uh, she thinks it's a very sensual dance, yeah. which it is, right? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so it's funny because, like, I knew this lesson was coming up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't even know anything about dancing. Because, like, maybe I danced once at, like, a high school thing. Right. But, I mean, that was, like, 20 years ago. Right. And I was like, I'm going to YouTube tango. And so I YouTube tango. And, like, most of the top things that show up were, like, super, like, crazy. Like, you know, like, they put them on there because they're fucking impressive and right, crazy. Yeah. That's and I, usually what happens on a YouTube. Right. right. So I was like, I want something a little more laid back. And then I was like, oh, here's a scene uh, from Sense of a Woman where Al Pacino plays a blind man doing the tango. I was like, that's probably more my speed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I put that on. And, like, no, I mean, like, he's fucking great at the tango. Sure. But there is, like, if you ever YouTube this video, the look on his face is pretty much the same look I had on my face the entire time we did the tango, where, like, his eyes are just open really wide and they're just staring off into space because right. he's he's blind. For sure. And, and I... And I, and Hoo-ha! I, <laughs> and I was doing it because I'm just terrible at, right. at stuff like that. <laughs> but, no, we, we, we went in a... I had to buy shoes because I, I didn't have any flat, any flat sold other than my oldest pair of Chuck Taylor Converse, which had been worn away into flat surfaces. <laughs> but uh, I, had, I had to buy a pair of like nice shoes, and uh, yeah, we we danced. We did some merengue and some tango. Yeah. So were you wearing nice shoes, but then like you know shitty jeans? <laughs> my and a those cold, uh, yeah. No, I no, I put on some dress pants okay. and a sweater. Yeah, um, and because uh, I mean, basically, I would have worn jeans. I didn't think about it, but they said not to wear jeans because they're constrictive right. for your movements. You're wearing jeans wrong, then. <laughs> I know. I know. See, <laughs> mine aren't very constrictive. Nope. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun actually. Uh, we went to Arthur Murray down there. It's like right across from Toys R Us by the mall. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, we danced and uh and the the like the little intro package that we bought includes uh one more lesson, but like the one we had was like a just just us and the dance instructor. Right. But the one we get to go to next Friday, this coming Friday, <coughs> is like a group thing. Oh wow. And uh yeah. So that'll, that'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and we might do some more because you know, I mean, this is basic, obviously, like the super basic, like, here's the right, basic, right. basic moves. Um, but, but I looked, like, I, he showed me the different packages they have, and it's pretty expensive. Right. Like, the introductory thing was just, it was 30 bucks, and you get a half an hour with a one on one and a 45 minute group thing for, you know, for a couple. But after that, they're like $50 per half an hour. Jesus. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll do one more if we just really want to, like, get good at it or something. Sure. But, like, they want you to do, like, blocks of four of them, so it's, like, $200. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to be my dad here for a minute. Right. So what's all this for? <laughs> well, what are you going to do with all these lessons? Um, you gonna, you... We're, we're going to tango it up. Where? Um, in her, in her apartment. <laughs> Probably what we watched, Son of a Woman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't know, like maybe at a wedding or something, mm. or a funeral? I don't know, <laughs> do you tango at the funeral? You usually it, don't tango at a funeral. It's more of a foxtrot. It's more of a <laughs> Or uh, a Charleston. Right. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a shuffle. Right, yeah, yeah shuffle off. This mortal coil. There you go. Right. <laughs> See, that's the joke that you cooter hating people missed out on when you left because we kept cootering and everything. Uh, but no, it was fun. Like, yeah, we had a good time. And uh, oh, they said that, like, also, well, this is okay. I will say that, you know, if you buy the $200 package thing right. there is there is a party you get to go to or, oh. with an open bar hey. so i mean i can see why they charge <clears throat> a lot because <clears throat> unless there's like a maximum amount of you know right. open barness you can uh, you know enjoy right um yeah i mean you could spend 50 dollars on alcohol pretty easy uh-huh. so have done yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know we we might still do it, if, especially if if I get gainful employment. For sure. Um, How's that coming? Um, DC nor Marvel have called, huh. so I don't know. I guess I'll keep posting on my blog and see what happens. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did apply a few places. I don't know if I don't know if I mentioned these on 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 here. I applied to be a uh, a guy at the circulation desk at the library. Hmm. I applied to be a donut delivery guy. Um, I. Tried to get a job with a friend of mine who who works. Uh, they they basically just sell books online, and um, so basically all I do is take orders, pack orders, ship orders. And I told him, you know, like whenever there's an opening, I'm your man. And he's like, okay. So, um, and uh, something else. I feel like there was one more that I applied for. I can't remember what it was. Seems like there was one more. I don't know. I haven't really like been all gung ho at it. Right. So. Obviously. So I'm a professional cartoonist. I don't need anything else. <laughs> I got two strips a month coming out in one paper. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I'm kind of excited about 
the documentary Stripped. Have you heard of it? Nope. It's uh it's about like the fall of newspapers basically and how like cartoonists are just doing stuff on their blogs and web comics and stuff now. Right. And they interview a bunch of people, including Bill Watterson. And he, and he actually did the the movie poster for the for the documentary, so it's like the first thing he's drawn and put out there in years and years. Right. Pretty excited to see that. <laughs> I think it comes out in like a month. It's called Stripped. So interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. So if anybody out there has a great job they want to give me um, <laughs> that does not involve Magic the Gathering cards. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I've all I've got going over here. Um Yeah, I got nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. So uh maybe you should uh tell me a movie to watch. A movie <clears throat> We should watch a movie. Yeah. Um There's two movies. I've whittled it down to. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is playing at a theater in Yellow Springs. Mm-hmm. It's called Casablanca. Mm-hmm. And the other one is a movie about a monster that comes out of a guy's asshole, I think. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think you already know my vote. <laughs> if that's what this is coming right, down to. Right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, Bad Milo. Uh-huh. The, uh, the monster comedy? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the one we should do. Because it does not involve Yellow Springs. Right. And it's probably more fun than Casablanca. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Which, by the way, I... I, I took, mean, that's not what I would have voted for. <laughs> right. Oh, that wasn't the one. Okay. <laughs> I took two years of Spanish, by the way, and just so you know, Casablanca roughly translates to cocaine motel. I looked it up. Isn't that right? You're you're part Mexican or something, right? <laughs> you're a dirty you're a you're a dirty wetback, right? Yep, yep, I am. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're approximate. <laughs> right, it's pretty close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, bad Milo. Bad Milo. Fuck yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. But like, I wasn't actually serious about Casablanca, but it is it is playing in Yellow Springs for yeah. those of you who are interested. Right. I've never seen it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, it would be a Actually, missed classic, I guess. I've, I've never seen it either. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I'm going to go, but I know our friend Joe G is pretty excited, so hmm. there yeah. you go. He's gay. So. <laughs> yeah, can you believe that? He's probably Jewish, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With a name like Grunenwald. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's watch an ass monster movie. <laughs> yes. Let's do that. Alright, bye. See you guys. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information, links to our Facebook and Twitter pages, and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>